The podcast you are about to listen to contains at least one of the following. Strong language, disturbing topics, abusive opinions, generally things that aren't appropriate for little kids or overly sensitive people. So if any of that stuff's going to get your nose out of joint, this is your chance to turn it off. Welcome to I Had to Say It, the podcast where I talk about things that I feel need talking about, and sometimes they're not getting the attention they deserve. And your feelings, they're not under consideration. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of I Had to Say It. Joining me today is B-Word from the Bleach Brothers Podcast. Thank you for joining me, sir. Why don't you tell everybody about your show? Absolutely, man. Thanks for having me on. Uh, this is B-Word from the Bleach Brothers Podcast. We are a, well, we try to be comedic, although Jake, my co-host, really isn't that funny. So uh, <laughs> we've, we've returned to being more of an entertainment podcast. We cover things like... Uh, movies, television series, comic books, uh, books. We've actually got a couple segments out there. The Everlasting Jukebox, The Everlasting Bookshelf. Uh, so we just try to touch on different entertainment things, just make it fun, make it happy, have a good time, and uh, kind of crap on each other in this process of going going to and from. You can find us on all the socials at Bleach Bros Pod or check, us, check out our link tree at linktree slash Bleach Bros Podcast. So, yeah, thanks for having me on, man. I'm, I'm a huge fan of your show. Well, thank you, and thanks for being here. I'm also a huge fan of your guys' show, and that's one of those ones I listen every week. Every, although sometimes, since you guys drop on Sundays, I don't get to it till Monday morning, but that's more because I am thoroughly whipped, and I have a huge honeydew list, so. I get all of that, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, the the weekends are for the ladies, just not in the way that it used to be fun, and now it's more like <laughs> Yes, yeah. yes, dear. No, I, I'd love to replace every outlet in the house. That's fantastic. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm sorry you don't like the white ones anymore. We'll switch over to the black ones so they match your face plates. <laughs> no, no, I know we if we turn the breaker off, the air cleaners will turn off too. So I, I'll just I'll just try not to touch the wires. Yeah. We'll just put the house on pause for a minute while I while I get up. <laughs> just yeah. Like- so I'll like, try not I, to touch anything. I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to turn the router off. I didn't mean to interrupt your show while I was doing this. I'll just right. Yeah. You know what are you watching? How to murder your husband? Yeah. No, I'll get right back to that chart, babe. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's like I, I say it a lot, and I usually say, it, and it's about eighty five percent a joke. But my wife is one of those true crime people, so I always say, if it looks kind of sus, she did that shit. Yeah. And she's she gonna did. and she's gonna get away with it. You know, there was a there was actually a Netflix series that came out. Of, I don't remember if it was during the pandemic or just before. Maybe you've seen it, but it's called Don't Fuck With Cats. Have you ever seen that? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I, oh, I love sorry. that, man. Yes. If 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 I ever go missing, I want Body Moving or whatever her name was to, to oh, yeah. li- literally scour the interwebs for my presence. Like, like, just please come find me. Search for me. Yeah. Yeah. And for no other reason, just to find me alive, because that was just that was such a crazy weird time it was great i loved yeah. every minute of it yeah no that that was one if you haven't checked it out folks go give it a a, a listen after you or I, I mean go give it a watch after you listen to us of course yeah of course. Um, 
And uh, yeah, like like I said though, that's if 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 she ever decides to whack me, I'm pretty much screwed. Well, where I live, um, and so first off, I'm single, so I actually have the advantage there that I don't really have to deal with that. So that's so that's good. But I live close to uh, uh, to an old mining town. Uh, Virginia City, Nevada. I don't know if you've ever okay. heard of it. But um, I have, actually. It's where uh, Mark Twain's from. If you've ever seen uh, the Ponderosa television series, it was an, it was a location in there, um, even though it wasn't filmed there. Uh, you know, a little remove the drapes there. But um, <laughs> but there's a whole bunch of active mine shafts that, you know, are very, very deep. So if you piss off a woman in this area, there's a good chance you're going to join somebody else in the bottom of that mine shaft. Oh, yeah. With, with, without a doubt, I can see that. Yeah. See, in my case, it would just be, I'm pretty sure, you know, she's just going to like kink the hose on my CPAP machine. And <laughs> I don't know what happened. He must have rolled over on it. You know, candidly, though, it's better she kink that hose than the other hose. Am I right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I suppose it all depends on how it's just kinked, say, but it dep- de- depends on what you're into, I guess. I mean, you know, I, I don't judge. I'm open minded, you know. Right. Yeah. I mean, but. I could, I could, I could think of worse ways to go. You know, just yeah. peace, peacefully in my sleep. That's yeah. Well, you could resurrect as, uh, as Doctor Fauci's g-string, and that would oh, just for be, fuck's sakes, uh, that would just be the worst thing I think ever. Yes, and with my luck, I'd resurrect as jo- Fauci's g-string back in the '90s when he was in the bathhouses, <laughs> <laughs> sweaty fucking midget cheeks on my ugh. little person, little person. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I've actually, I've got a couple of friends that you can't say the M word. I'm like, yes, I can. Actually, I can. <laughs> I can say a lot of words. Yeah, I can. Yeah. Midget is one of those that I really don't find offensive. If if there's a, you know, one of your listeners that finds it offensive, well, I'm really happy they're listening to your show, but they, I, that, that, that one's that confuses me, man. I don't understand the whole midget thing. Yeah. I get I elf mean, and dwarf and that sort of stuff, but. Yeah, and, and now dwarfism is a medical condition, right? And little person could describe children if you want to get technical. I mean, little person yeah. is very broad. Well, and if you say little kid, it really could just be a goat. That's true. So, I mean, it's really hard to decipher words in the English language, apparently. Yeah, well, see, I'm, and part of it's you know just because I'm a little on the old side for in the internet days. At least I'm an old guy, and. Uh, in my younger days, I used to go to a bar down here that, uh, like twice a month had midget wrestling oh, and, know. uh, oh, it, it was, it was awesome. They, it was a combination of jello wrestling, oil wrestling, and midget wrestling. They, they had like sessions. It was like, okay, we're going to get the jello out and they'd have like two or three rounds of girls wrestling in jello or guys if, if they were into that. But as a general rule, it was like chicks in swimsuits. So like you know, Polly Shore and son-in-law. Exactly. <laughs> and um, <laughs> then like the, the headline event was the midget wrestling and these, they had like a little roster of guys and they were like yeah. ECW hardcore beating the hell out of each other. Now, when you say little roster, do you mean like a small <laughs> amount of people or are we talking height <laughs> or both? It was, it was actually a double entendre. Thank there you. Go. Thank you for catching that. Um, I, I was going to, you know, if, if this was one of those zany shows, there would have been a rim shot. They're like, Bruntz. but I, I can't afford a roadcaster yet. So, well, hold on. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, no, um, I've been to midget wrestling before and I have to tell you, so I've been to like old school WWF wrestling. I don't think I've been, been to anything more modern, um, but I have been to 
midget wrestling and there was a headliner that his name was meatball and he was as tall as he was wide and his finishing move was he would pull down his his spandex shorts and he would put his opponent in the on the bottom turnbuckle and he would smash his ass on their face and then on top of that you know there's all these midget wrestling fans so he would actually pull people from the audience that were willing to you know sit on that bottom turnbuckle and just have him continue to to ass smash them right in the face and you know here's the thing i'm all about midget wrestling like i think it's a cool thing i think it should happen more often like i'm I'm a huge (laughs) fan of little people i'm gonna be honest with you yeah me too but uh but that's that's just not something I signed up for, man. Like you try to smash your ass in my face. We're going to have words. Well, or, yeah. That's how you get pink eye for fuck's sake. I mean, I mean all it takes <laughs> is one, one strong blow. <laughs> and you've got, you've got turd pollen in your eye yeah. and that's all you need. Well, the thing that killed me was I actually wound up kind of like befriending the little guys that a couple of the, like the headliner wrestler guy, the main midget. I don't know what, He's a he's a nice guy, and um, HMIC, the head midget yeah, in charge. Exactly. <laughs> I caught I caught him like walking through the bar one day on his way from like going. I don't know why he went out to the regular bathroom instead of the backstage area. And oh. I caught I caught him walking through, and I was just like, "Dude, that was entertaining as hell." Can Can I buy you a drink? And he's like, "No, nah, dude, we got a tab." But I'll join you for a drink if you want. And I was like, "That would be fucking awesome." And I went sitting down with this guy shooting the shit for a few minutes. He's like, you know what, kid? You're pretty cool. You want to you want to come back in the backstage area with me? You want a VIP? I was like, hell yeah, I want a VIP. Nice. Fucking VIP at Midget Wrestling and Jello Wrestling. Right. And so we go back into the backstage area, and it was totally like behind the curtain kind of thing, you know. And I can only imagine it might be what real wrestling's like, but it was like all these guys that were like literally trying to kill each other in the ring, just hanging out, having cocktails, and getting fucked up, and like all the jello wrestling girls are back there and they're giving all the midgets lap dances and stuff. And I'm like, what is going on back here? That's incredible. This is like a little, this is a little bit of hedonism going on here. And, (laughs) and the guy I I wound up talking to, he was, you know, like he is actually the guy I wound up hanging out with the whole night. And he's like, Oh yeah, dude, it's not even funny. The smaller the guy, the more ass he gets. And I'm like, really and he's like oh yeah you see that the guy over there the guy I was wrestling tonight and i look over and there's this guy he's got like four just smoking hot ridiculous good looking girls all like grinding on him and trying to get his attention and and he's like and the guy i'm talking to is like yeah they all want to know they yeah. all want to know yeah they do and, and i'm like so how come you're not out how come you're over here talking to my big dumb ass instead of you know over there getting some some attention from these friendly young ladies He's like, dude, I'm married. My wife's better than any of these bitches. <laughs> and yeah. he, but bu- he busted out some, some pictures of him and his wife and their little girl. And, and I wow. was like, not, she was, she was not like a, like, she wasn't like five ten or anything, but she, she was like a good solid five, two, five, three. So she was taller than him, but not by a ton. Right. But you know, enough where she was short, but you know, not like midget short, just shorter. And right. they, their, their daughter was just the cutest little thing. And I was just like, oh, my God, that's like, dude, your wife's your wife's bad as hell. Good. Good for you. That's awesome, man. But, yeah, uh, I, I, yeah. I would, you know, I there people have fetishes. It's a, it's a weird thing. Like some people like really like, you know, the little people and, you know, or donkeys or whatever. It, it really, really just depends on their search history, I suppose. But um, 
but yeah, it's, yeah. It, like it's, it's, like I I understand the thought process of he's that big. I wonder how that corresponds to other parts of his body. Man, um, the cu- curiosity is real. Yeah, and and so so I I get that thought process. Not that I'm thinking that thought process, you know, because well, you weren't before, but <laughs> right, right. So so I understand that. But on a on the flip side, I mean, you know, you almost wonder like people like Shaq or Andre the Giant, or you know, are <laughs> yeah. they just swinging? <laughs> I mean, how does that work? Uh, you know? Yeah, I I honestly, I'm I was. You know, I was happy not knowing. Now, now yeah. this, now, uh. yeah, it's like a hamster <laughs> eating a banana. You know, <laughs> Jesus, well, that's like when Kevin Hart was talking about hanging out with Shaq. He says, "I can't hang out with Shaq. I'm just <laughs> want a dick right on my head." Yeah. But yeah. yeah, that's uh, yeah. Like I said, I mean, I'm I'm sure the curiosity is real, and my my newly found midget buddy who was explaining to me the ins and outs of how. Like I said, the the little guy across the way was gets more ass than a toilet seat, right? And um, he's like, "Yeah, they all they all want to know." And I was like, "And he says, well, you got to realize mo- for most people of a smaller stature, he says the thing that keeps us from growing affects our bones, but soft tissue not so much." And I was like, <laughs> "Aha!" And he goes, "Now, and then you scale what is average for somebody your size just looks huge." And I'm like. So what you're telling me is because the guy's, you know, four foot one, yeah, he could be packing four and a half inches and look like John Holmes. And, well, the, guy, yeah. and the guy was like, well, you know, I'm not, I've never seen his junk personally, but something like that. I'm like, you had his legs wrapped around your head two hours ago. What do you mean? You've never seen it. You felt it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, some of them might be able to do push-ups without hands. I, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't want to know. To be honest with you, I mean that's that's fine. Whatever, whoever's packing what is totally fine with me because I'm never going to see it. Yeah. Uh, but the moment you start showing it to me, I mean that's the that's the moment we're going to have you know a conversation about how I don't want to see it. Like, yeah, no, that's great. Thank you. I'm very happy for you. <laughs> Good for you, little guy. Put it up. <laughs> so I know we didn't we didn't really talk about like what we want to talk about. We're just going to have a conversation. But this this kind of came up in my thought process here, I watched the, uh, the documentary. I think it's on HBO of Andre, the giant. Did you, did you watch that? Have you the seen Andre that? the giant one? Uh, the, was this a recent one? Cause I saw one no. about him years ago. It was like a couple years ago. I think it came out. It was an HBO max thing. And, hmm. um, re- regardless, <laughs> the, the story is, and you've probably heard the story that he had, he was an avid alcoholic. I mean, he would drink beer, constantly beer and wine and he would go through cases of beer a night just him cases of beer i think it was three cases of beer a night and more or less he was using it to medicate himself he was just in tremendous pain but if i'm gonna ask you this are you are are you a fan of wrestling do you watch wrestling currently um i haven't in a few years very much good Good, Um, me either because i haven't watched it in probably 10 years so yeah that was that's yeah, probably since before I got married, so longer than that. Okay. So so let me ask you this. In the spirit of Andre the Giant, who is it that, like, you could pick one wrestler that you would drink with. Who would that be? Ooh. Like, any wrestler? Yeah, or any, like, any wrestler, any generation you want to go. Say, I, I would want to go uh, Roddy Piper. Just Oh, that's uh, a good one. That's a good one. The, the Scottish gene is pretty strong in my family. So 
I, I, I would be able to hang out with him and we could get some kilts and get all whiskeyed up and go cause some shenanigans. That one is actually really good. I didn't even think of Roddy Piper when I thought about this. So I've got, so I live in Northern Nevada and, and actually probably about 20 miles from me, Stone Cold Steve Austin lives. Okay. And now Stone Cold, I think would be fun. However, I don't think he would be my number one. I, th- I think that would be a really fun drinking time. But I think I'm going to have to go with Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, yeah. I, I, I yeah, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like the pun there. Uh, I just I just think it would be a fun time. Like, it would be kind of crazy. He would be the person that you would end up getting in trouble with and you didn't do anything. <laughs> you know? Yeah, just guilt by association. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. But I, Rick if, Flair. Oh, but there would be stories. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think Ric Flair would be a good one, too. Yeah, but, I, I could I could see that actually. Yeah, yeah. going hanging out. I mean, which is kind of funny because a lot of my favorite wrestlers when I was younger were the more like broody types. Like, like I liked Sting when they redid him as the Crow oh, thing, Sting. and you know, yeah. I was like, oh yeah, he, that's awesome. He drops down out of the rafters and hits you with a bat. I'm like, yeah. okay, I can get behind dropping out of the rafters and hitting somebody in the back of the head with a bat. I'm okay with that. The '90s were a hell of a time, man. When it came to wrestling, <laughs> no, when you had the Monday Night Wars. That was like the most incredible thing. I was oh, watching. Yeah. I was watching everything I could wrestling during. Oh that yeah, time. and flipping back and forth, trying to so you yeah. could catch the good the good matches. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. The WCW WWF days. Are you a fan of Degeneration X or NWO? Oh Lord, I'm probably more of a DX guy just because I like okay. the whole suck it thing. Yeah, I mean, I, and NWO was had a good roster, but the attitude was a little more like well executed, more '90s, right? Gen X, as it were. For yeah, because <laughs> uh, the NWO was a little more of that like, well, these guys are old and they're trying to be bad guys, and yeah. these guys are closer to my age and just fucking punks <laughs> so. yeah i i think nwo had a better entrance but i think that they became saturated but that's true dx dx has the longevity i think i think dx can still be more relevant today yeah i, I, I could i could see that um but like i said i haven't watched wrestling yeah i was gonna say i'm kind of out of the loop so i don't know what all the stables are nowadays i have no clue yeah and i actually have a i have a, a couple friends that were like you know semi-professional wrestlers back in the day and yeah you know so I've, I've got some great like behind the scenes type stories where i'm just going uh how how the hell are you not dead seriously right you know well yeah my knees don't work and my back's all fucked up yeah i know you, you jumped through a burning table onto a guy no yeah. shit your back's fucked up yeah well that mickey rourke movie the wrestler i think was a pretty good depiction yeah, what those older wrestlers go through. Yeah, and Marissa Tomei is still hot. So, oh my god, oh. she, that, <laughs> I, I would put that movie against any movie of hers. I think she was, she was fired yeah. at, in, in that movie. That's, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I, I saw a meme about it at some point, but it's like, hey, got to kidnap <laughs> Aunt May now, huh? <laughs> yeah. No How kidding. you doing? <laughs> yeah. No kidding. But, yeah, Aunt May. That's you watch this. Did you watch Spider Man? Are you a Spider Man fan? I am. I have not seen No Way Home yet. Okay. Um, I'm 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 at the point where I'm like, okay, somebody's gonna fucking spoil it for me. So I'm not. I'm trying to not be a dick about it because it's like there was that window of don't spoil it is very rapidly closing yeah. for me to be reasonable and not like just completely unplugged from the world. Yeah. 
So somebody's going to talk about it and I'm going to, but, um, but basically even before things got weird in the world, my wife was never really a fan of going to the theater. Right. Just cause like if she's got a pee, she doesn't, she likes to be able to stop the movie and go to the bathroom for her to get up in the middle of the theater after we paid, you know, 40 bucks for the two of us to go watch a movie. Yeah. And she gets up in the middle of the bathroom to go to the bathroom in the middle of the movie. She's going to come back and she's going to want me to explain to her everything she missed. Yeah. And everybody around us is going to get pissed. Mm-hmm. And me being me is going to resound in them squarely getting told to go fuck themselves because we paid to be here just like them. And I, I don't care if it, I mean, I generally try not to be rude and I would not be loud or anything like that. But if I'm talking like sotto voce to my wife, just real quietly, and you're four rows behind me and you want to start hissing at me, mm-hmm. you're making more noise telling me to be quiet than I'm making by talking. And I'm going to let you true. know about yourself at that it's point. It's true. So. Yeah. Jake and I talk a lot about theater etiquette. And um, we, we've done some some stuff on the show, but but more or less our, our the theater etiquette stuff happens a lot behind the scenes. And um. I'm like, I'm an avid movie goer. I know Jake is too. Um, we actually enjoy going by ourselves, which is kind of ironic. I, I, you know, like I, I enjoy not having to explain things to people. Yeah. Um, I can, I can totally, I can totally get on board that particular, uh, that stance. I mean, like I said, for me, it's more just a case of like, no, honey, I'm, I'm on my way home. I'm, like I said, again, thoroughly whipped. I just, Hey, you got to do what you got to do, man. There's see, nobody likes regular cream, but the moment you turn it into whipped cream. Oh yeah. Then it's delicious. Yeah. Then it's <laughs> delicious. So there's, there's no apologies for being whipped. Absolutely none. And especially you can, you can Netflix pause and chill anytime you want. That is also true. <laughs> yeah. That's um, yeah. <laughs> so how sorry, was, how, were, how were your holidays? Uh, holidays were cool. Um, like a uh, kid showed up, brought girlfriend, came in early, ambushed us. So none of the food was ready. So they didn't have to eat because they still had to go eat at her parents' houses at, at her mom's house and her dad's house. So they were like, yeah, we're not coming to your house to eat. And I'm like, you do realize like there's only one house you're going to that has an actual chef. And yeah, well, you know, we were here for Thanksgiving. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean. I guess her mom was a little miffed because I did send them over to her house extremely full. So they were like, yeah, but it happens. I, yeah. I, I remember having to go, you know, move from house to house to house through the holidays. And yeah, that sucked. I mean, yeah. it was always a rush. You never really got quality time in with people. So yeah. my, I actually went to Mexico um, for 11 days, I guess it was. Um, and I, it was a whole family thing. We, it was my uncle's 60th birthday. So so oh, all of cool. us went down to, uh, to Playa del Carmen right outside of Cancun. And my cousin and his wife, they're in their mid-20s. Um, they were talking to me about their, you know, having to go from place to place to place in the holidays. And I finally just said, just stop. Pick one. <laughs> pick one. Whatever yeah. one you want. Pick just one. Pick one and, and rotate. the next one, yeah, rotate it. You know, and if somebody's pissed off, then guess what? Somebody's pissed off. But at the end of the day, you're enjoying yourself. So just stop doing that. Yeah, that's that's very sage advice. Yeah, that, I wish I would have uh, wish I would have learned that earlier in life. Yeah, I <laughs> me too. I actually it was when I was a kid, 
like everything was at my grandparents' house and they had a lot of, lot of random ass people showing up on top of family. Like the family and my extended family was pretty significant to begin with. That was like, I don't know when, when I was a teenager, it was probably around 65 people just like due to my mom, my mom and her siblings and their kids and my mom's cousins would come by and it, like Christmas was like a two day thing with my grandparents and yeah. And, um, and we lived like next door to them. So I was grandma's elf basically for, for the holidays. And so Christmas Eve, Christmas day, I was at grandma's house cooking, making food, passing stuff out, wrapping presents, like the whole shebang. And, and then my parents got divorced (laughs) and I thought things were going to get really weird except for my parents have like the most ass backwards divorce on the planet. I never got to use it against them. I never got to do the two Christmases thing or any of the other stuff that typically like all the stereotypical two divorce families type things. A, because my dad's entire family is in the South, like Louisiana, Texas. Okay. And B, my parents to this day are still friends. They just realized they couldn't live together anymore. And I was like, and as an adult looking back, I can kind of understand that now. But yeah. at the at the time, I was just like, this is bullshit. This isn't how divorce is supposed to work. I'm supposed to go to him when you piss me off, and I'm supposed to go to you when he pisses me off. And, and instead, you guys are pre- presenting this unified front, and I can't get away with shit. <laughs> Yeah, that's and, tough. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, that's and, tough. And like my dad and my stepdad get along fine. And like my dad and my stepmom used to, up until a few years ago when my grandparents passed, we're still going to my grandparents' house for the holidays, Christmas, Easter, Thanksgiving, all that stuff. I'm like, y'all, y'all can't do anything like normal people, can you? <laughs> See, my my parents were divorced when I was really young. And so in a sense, like I had the two Christmases, the two birthdays, the, all of that sort of stuff. And when I got divorced from my daughter's mom, initially I wanted to be able to say, Hey, let's do joint stuff. And then I realized that there's a reason why we don't get along. And so we don't do joint stuff. And yeah, so my daughter can completely understand that. Yeah. My daughter does get the benefit of, you know, the, the double dose, I guess, but you know, having that divorced family atmosphere i mean when we were married i mean we had to go from one family to the other family or you know from what from the grandparents house to whoever's house and it was rough man uh, i yeah. I'm, I'm really glad i don't have to do that and and uh you know if i if i do have to do that in the near future then i'm, I'm just picking a side and rotate that, that makes perfect sense yeah. i uh actually pretty early on into my marriage that got removed from the equation for us because all of my family like scattered so fricking far away that once, once my grandparents passed, like it's a, you know, my, well, for a while it was like a three hour drive to my dad's house and a seven hour drive to my mom's house because my mom was in green Bay and my dad was in Kenosha. And then my mom and my stepdad moved to fricking Arkansas. And then my dad left Kenosha and moved farther North in Wisconsin than green Bay. So, now it's like eight hours to my dad's place. It's 10 and a half to my mom's place. So it's like th- they, they get, you know, zoom calls. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. Hey, Merry Christmas. Look, look how big Al is getting. He's got a beard. Yeah. yeah. Now, I mean, sometimes they'll show up and we do have extra rooms and stuff. So if they want to come here, the door is always open, but 
you know, by and wide, it's more like phone calls and, you know, like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm not spending eight hours in the car to spend my one day off, you know, hurrying through a family time so I can get back on the road the next night or the early the next morning to be back at work the day after. You know, you just brought up something that, um, that I had actually read a little earlier today. And if you don't mind, I'll just bring it up here real quick. Let me just find it. Um, so this is a, so I'm not familiar with Reddit. Like I don't, I don't read things <laughs> like it's the same way that I don't, I don't, uh, I don't, what is it called? Uh, TikTok. I don't TikTok things either. Yeah, I honestly, I, I was very much the same way until recently. <laughs> uh, yeah. I set up a TikTok account. I don't, I don't, I don't, did, I, don't yeah. I don't, I don't endorse it. It's, it's, it's a rabbit hole. It's, it's addictive. It's, it's digital crack. I, and so I get teased quite a bit because I won't watch TikToks. Like if somebody sends a TikTok to me, like AJ from dads, he'll send me TikToks and out of courtesy, I'll watch the TikToks. I do it reluctantly yeah. just because like, I don't <laughs> want to offend him. Yeah. Um, uh, he but, sends some doozies too. I, I get some from him occasionally. Yeah. Too. So, so there's some good ones. Um, but I'm a big fan of like the reels on Instagram. Like yeah. I love reels. And the reason why I love reels is because they remind me of vines. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> it's this, very much. Yeah. So, but I, I, I was on Instagram earlier today and there's a page on there called today years old that I follow. Okay. And they had posted this, this post and it says, I can't believe we fought the revolutionary war to be destroyed like this. And so I was curious. So it's from a guy who um, I believe he's British or he's from the UK. And it says, I used to criticize Americans for not traveling much. Now I realize you don't get the time off to do it. I was honestly shocked when I discovered you don't get legally protected paid time off. And those that do get PTO often don't take it all. I'm just a truck driver in the UK. So, okay, so, so he's from the UK. But I get 25 paid days off a year and everyone uses up every single day. Sometimes I feel like I'm limping through my next holiday the thought of working the whole year without time off sends shivers down my spine. Even more shocking was Kellogg's workers being forced to work seven days a week, including squeezing in an eighth shift. Quote, freest country in the world, end quote, is just a slogan for overworked people who don't get a chance to find out if it's true or not. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I actually completely agree. Uh, I do. Particularly speaking as somebody who I've spent years saying, I want European work hours. This is bullshit. I want a nap at four o'clock. Um, I want to start my, I mean, when I was in the, the restaurant business, it was more like, yeah, I started my day at 3 PM and I got done at midnight, but I'm like, no, I want a little snooze break at like three 30, you know, take a siesta in the afternoon. I want paid time off for, you know, nice. So I can have a good work life balance because apparently that's much more common in Europe. Now, Conversely, with my current job that I am absolutely over the moon about, and I love my job, and I don't bitch at all because it's fantastic. Even on days where it's not so great, it's still fucking fantastic for somebody that's been in the service industry for 27 years. And, uh, yeah, like, I'm off all this week because I had PTO left over, and normally they would let us roll it over, but due to some conflicts with all the with our HR company where it had to do with, like, all the COVID time people were taking and stuff like that, they mandated that we use up our PTO this year instead of rolling it over because of how much extra allotment there already is. So I was like, well, I still got four days of PTO left and it's the end of the year. <laughs> and 
I talked to my boss, like my direct report and my higher up boss both. And I was like, yeah, look, we're closed on Monday. We're closed on, we have a half day on Friday. I got four days of PTO left. I'm going to take three and a half next week and just take the whole week off. And they were like, you still got four days of PTO? Yes. Take the time off. Take the time off. And I'm like, awesome. So, yeah. So I'm I'm having like an 11 day holiday and it's fantastic. (laughs) That, that is actually pretty tremendous. I had the opportunity to go to, um, to go to Italy. So previous, so right now I'm in the insurance world. And so I work, I work for a small business. And so I get a week off of vacation, which is, I'm not complaining about it because I enjoy it, but, um, it, it's definitely the smallest portion of time I've ever had for vacation. So prior to that, I worked for the state and I would earn, I think it was like a full day off a month or something. So I'd get, you know, that, that, and that was in both sick time and in PTO. So, I mean, those can, can kind of rack up pretty quickly. And then before that I worked for a bank. Well, when I worked for the bank, I actually won an award um, of branch manager of the year. And uh, that was a company wide award. And I ended up winning 10 grand in cash uh, and didn't have to pay taxes on it, which was really nice. They paid a very nice. And then I won a $10,000 trip to anywhere in the world I want to go. And again, they paid very nice. Yeah. So I ended up going to Italy um, and I loved every minute of going to Italy. But of course, you know, working in, in a bank, I was very fascinated with the banks that they, you know, shut the doors for two hours and that was their lunch break, you know, and yeah, and they closed at four and they opened at 10 and, you know, people were very, very friendly over there. And obviously there's a, there's a, a, an abundance of wine. So that never goes bad. Yeah. But <laughs> I, I look at that and I go, wow, that's really good. I just, I don't know how that relates to the living wage, if you will, over there. And I don't know, like, if if they're paid in a certain amount, and I kind of feel like the United States is a little greedy. I mean, you know, the guy mentioned Kellogg's in there, and trying to pick up the eight shift. But if you're if you're in some form of production, like industry, like you're, oh, yeah, the, no, the additional very, production matters. Yeah, and there it's that's a it is a very different mindset over here too. I mean, it's a little more cogs in the machine kind of scenario. Yeah, and the machine don't run without the cogs, so you can't. Yeah give people all that time off right uh which is unfortunate um and well working in working sorry working in insurance um you know some of the things that i that i deal with is like life insurance as an example um you know we we talk with all of our clients about life insurance um with the hope that they have enough You, you never know what you need um unless you actually sit down and you work it out but um, you know, a lot of people just depend on their employers and we're finding that actually with the pandemic, employers are starting to reduce benefits and part of that includes life insurance. So rather than saying, okay, you know, you're going to get a full year salary for life insurance or two year salary or whatever, whatever that, that offer may be. Now we're, we're actually f- starting to find that like companies like AT&T, as an example, have capped it at 15 grand a year, which is basically just going to pay for ashes. Yeah. It's not even the cost of a funeral at this point. No. No. And so it's, it's, it's one of those things that that's just interesting because we do have the mindset over here, you know, we're, we're, I, I feel like, and I'm, I'm a fiscal conservative. So, so understand my background here. Like I'm, I'm very much a social moderate to social liberal, but a very much fiscal 
conservative, which is probably why I'm a huge fan of your show. Um, <laughs> that actually sounds pretty familiar. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, you know, we're kind of, you know, cut from the same cloth a little bit. But I, I understand from a business perspective why they would be cutting some benefits. I mean, you know, there's quite a bit of costs associated to having a benefits package. But if you, if you go back 50 years, I mean, one of the largest pensions was GE. Uh, and General Electric was, was you know, the, the place to work, and they had a huge pension. And now it's based more upon 401ks. And then you, you, you often find now with 401ks that, that employers don't do any matching. So I feel like yeah. benefits are being reduced at the same time that Social Security is in danger, at the same time that we elect these numbskulls to, to, to lead our country. And I, I don't know, from a, from a fiscal perspective, like I understand we want to have paid time off and I understand that we want to have like maternity leave and paternity leave and COVID leave and all of this sort of stuff. But for the small business and even for the, even for the corporations, I just kind of feel like it's not doable. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a very, uh, very sticky, sticky, uh, math involved there. I mean, yeah, you want to take care of your people because that helps retain your people, which is worse. Right. We've seen a lot of that too, where people are just like, it's not worth going back to these jobs. Unfortunately, um, that's, that's a whole nother tear. <laughs> I've gone, yeah. I've gone down that road more than once. Right. Um, I mean, you've, you've heard, you've, I'm sure you've heard me probably. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And, uh, but ultimately, yeah, you do want to take care of your people. You do want to do what you can to retain them, but there is still that you, you do have to cover your margins. You're in business to make a profit, not to yeah. just make, you know, the situation ideal for everybody. Well, and, like with, with you and Jake both being chefs, you guys have both worked in the restaurant industry long enough to understand that there's almost zero margin in the restaurant. Oh world. yeah, no, that's, and so people when you're, don't get that and it yeah. pisses me off <laughs> when you're, when you're modifying wages or for the cost of product, the thing that gets modified more often than not is the, the price of the, 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 you know, the goods. Yeah. And then the same people that are bitching about these people deserve more money. Don't want to pay the increased price on the product. Right. Because I mean, I've had, I've had that fight. <laughs> I've, yeah. I've, I've, particularly with my job now, I spend a lot of time dealing with, um, I don't want to call it compliance, but we had, do we have like purchasing programs and stuff that our clients right. go through. And I have, I'm on the phone with different people because they're complaining about a product going, well, we don't want this. We want that. And I'm like, look, that's not the spec product. And I go, well, it's this, it's only, you know, six cents a pound difference. What's, what's the big deal? Well, the big deal is you see the, I don't, A, I don't know how you're seeing the prices that, to compare them because you're not supposed to, but B is you're only seeing part of the equation. You don't understand. We have purchasing agreements. We have rebates in place. We get, you know, if you fulfill the purchase agreement that we had, we pay a lower overall rate and that's how this works. Yeah. And, uh, so I get all these people are like, well, you know, the bottom line is I'm like, no, you don't see the bottom line. The bottom line is two stages above your pay grade. Yeah. <laughs> and it's the same thing with, you know, John Q restaurant goer. You know, he, I, I was literally uh, last week, my wife and I went out to brunch the other day because, again, it was the, the whole day off, not trying to really do anything too stressful. 
went and picked up a video game system and a TV that didn't fit fit in the damn car. Oh, it, it, it was funny. I got the finger so many times driving home trying to get that big ass TV to my house because uh, right now we just have one car. We have a, a Ford Focus hatchback. Now, I am not a small man. I have to have the seat back. I have to basically Crisco up the door jam to get into this fucking car. Yeah. And we had already gone grocery shopping and I bought a PlayStation and I had picked up an Oculus Rift for one of my coworkers for his kid. And so there were a lot of big packages already in this little tiny hatchback. And on top of that, I'm trying to wedge a 70 inch friggin' TV <laughs> into the hatchback part. So I'm driving home with the, the hatchback like bungee down and every, oh, yeah. everything loaded under the TV and like a foot and a half of TV hanging out of the back of the car. <laughs> and I'm I'm like I just spent you know hundreds of dollars on this TV. I'm not going the speed limit, and you better not let me catch you riding my ass. Because <laughs> I swear to God, if I get rear-ended with this TV hanging out of my car, I'm going to jail. That's yeah, <laughs> true. And uh, fortunately, nothing happened. But I did have several people like tell me I was number one on the drive home because. Again, like I said, I was paranoid. I wasn't doing 65 down the back roads that, you know, where there's potholes and deer and all this other crap. Because, like I said, there's like a little country transition between where I live and where the stores are. So, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I was driving safely and cautiously to get my, my new toys home. And, yeah. <laughs> it's important to do that. Yes, I mean, I, I, I'm sorry. I know. sort of lost my train of thought there for a minute. No, no, <laughs> you're, you're good. But uh, yeah, it's important to get your toys home because you work hard for them. I think that that's when it comes to, and you know, I, I don't really want to try to unpack this cause it's, you know, probably a two episode thing, but uh, when you're probably. talking about Christmas bonuses and, and um, you know, the cost of living and inflation and how that affects your raise and, and, you know, benefits packages and et cetera, right? It's, it's a, I don't know. I think, I think that the, the world needs more moderate, more moderates because I do, I do like some things that, that, you know, the, the, the conservatives have that they're presenting fiscally. And I do like some things that the liberals are, are presenting socially. And but yeah. but at the end of the day, we have to afford it, and I think that that's the missing component. Yeah, that, that's striking the balance. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, we have a system in place that allows this complete disconnect from the people that are writing the budget because it's not their money. Yeah, they don't they don't pay taxes on their income. Yeah, their income is taxes. Well, well the and, system the yeah. system's set up to fail right now, and I don't know. I don't know at what point it's going to be fixed. I mean, we've not had a balanced budget yeah. since Newt Gingrich and Bill Clinton. Yep. And Bill Clinton can at least put put the feather in his cap that said, hey, we balanced the budget. You know what, Mr. Clinton? Thank you. Thank you for doing that. Yep. And and under, under your leadership and under the leadership of Newt Gingrich... You did that. It doesn't matter where the cigar was. We had about yeah. we had a balanced budget. I was gonna say, you know? maybe, maybe if there were a few more cohibas in the White House, we'd be in a better place right now. But uh, you know, that's that's <laughs> true. They can be Cuban. They can be American made at this point. I don't <laughs> care as long as we get a as long as we get a balanced budget. Um, but yeah, I think you know. I don't know when this episode is going to come out, but um, I know that when we're when we're recording say, it, if I can say yeah. that, uh, this is the last week of the year, and. Yep. Uh, you know, going into next year, there's quite a few words that I don't want to hear ever again. 
pandemic's <laughs> one of them, you know? Yeah, for um, sure. But then, you know, I think, so if, if I could introduce any bureaucrat to you that you would have the ability to, to just bitch slap without, without, you know, without punishment, without any damages, tell me who it would be and why would it be Fauci? <laughs> Uh, I, well, I don't know if I really would want to bitch slap spouchy shit splatters. So, but no, that, you know, egomaniacal fucking dwarf that he, I, Ooh, <laughs> uh, yeah, this is one of those. I'll, I, I can come in hot on him. You could, I, I could be in sitting in a coffee house and hear, hear the word Fauci from across the room. I'd be like, Fuck him. Yeah. I mean, this is someone who his ego is so goddamn big. He has claimed to be science and shall not be questioned. Yes. The whole point of science is to ask questions. That's how science fucking yeah. works. It's to challenge the narrative. Exactly. If you're, if you cannot be questioned, that's no longer a science. That's a religion. Right. It's, exactly. it's, it's the guy has this massive demagogue complex. And I, I honestly, like I said, I don't know if I'd slap him, but Ooh, Oh, would I lay into that little bastard? And and I and I would probably get to the point where he'd be like, "Would you just slap me so we can get this over with?" And I and, and I'd be like, "Oh no 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 no, bitch! You're gonna hear what I have to say. You, you'll you'll get the slap as a punctuation, okay? Yeah. I got one end, coming, be... and you're gonna listen to everything I have to say. And at the end of it, you would you would do a punctuation with, and I had to say it. And thank you yeah. for listening. And that's what I had to say. Whack. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I don't know. So I, I've got to be honest. Like, he he came out, you know, under Trump, and I didn't know much about the guy just because when the whole AIDS pandemic came out, and I was, you know, I wasn't really old enough to pay attention to it. Yeah. Um. So I I, I get that, but man, this guy, this, it, it, and let me let me just go more broad than Fauci. We. From a voter perspective, regardless of how you think, because, you know, you and I, I think, think similarly, but for the listener's perspective, regardless of how you believe the election happened and ethically and voter fraud and all this sort of stuff, there were millions of people that voted for the guy that's in office now. And with the promise that the pandemic would be fixed, or at least in a different direction, I would imagine a more positive direction. But, and... I mean, the blame is solely on the Biden administration in a sense where, you know, he's the focal point, but it's worse now than it was, meaning that there's more deaths than there was under the, the Cheeto. There's more lockdown, more constraint, more constraints, more, more, all of this stuff to the point where that little stupid prick Fauci comes out and says, well, we're not going to have New Year's parties this year. <laughs> well, we're not going to celebrate Christmas. And he has the audacity to say, I heard this today. He has the audacity to say, well, there's, you'll have another year for it. Well, excuse me, Mr. Doctor. Tell me that there's going to be another year for the person who's dying of cancer, for the person who's dying of AIDS, for the person who's dying of COVID, for the person who's dying of whatever it might be. Can you guarantee that there's going to be another year? And how does, you know... How, how do you not think of people? How do you not, how do you not relate to people by saying, I know it's hard, take every precaution you can, be safe, but love on your family. 
you know, love on the people that matter. How do, how do you, how do you just say, well, you'll have another one coming around. Like aside from Methuselah <laughs> and you know, like nobody ever gets out of this, this world alive and nobody's guaranteed a specific number. So how do you, how do you just bureaucratically say, oh, well, we're going to pause on that. Yeah. Well, honestly, it's because the little fucker's a sociopath. I mean, between his experiment protocols, which have been documented and released, you know, everything up to torturing with the beagles. I mean, this can go out to anybody who's got a true crime podcast out there. How many of your subject matters tortured animals when they were before they started torturing people? This yeah. guy just happened to do it in a manner that got him a pass. Yeah. Where's PETA? Yeah. Oh, yeah. and, where, and where, what I don't understand is why is there no one up in arms about the fact that the guy, the go-to guy is the same guy that was under the administration. They had such a problem with. Yeah. And they were promised change. They were promised you know, student debt relief that they're not going to get. They were promised, you know, they're going to, we have a plan to get the pandemic under control. Their plan was to keep the same guy holding the reins that was fucking up in the first place. Yeah. And, and people, the disconnect is real because people are defending this move. Like, oh, well, he's the expert. According to who? Every prediction the guy made has been wrong. Like flat out, you done fucked it up. You messed up a, a, I mean, fucking Fauci you messed up and you're and and everything you've said has been wrong and you somehow keep saying that you are the expert if I if I performed at my job the way these fuckers have handled this pandemic I would have been fired before my 90 days was up you're damn right you're damn right and uh that's one of my issues with the system in place there is no accountability after you get to a certain level any of these career politicians, they could, they do one term in office and they're guaranteed a six figure retirement. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and health and, and great health benefits. Like, yeah. like, let's not forget about that. And then for those that are, that, that are, you know, I should say significant, they get, you know, they get to lie in state in the rotunda or, oh, whatever, yeah. and, you know, and worshiped for a minute. And, and uh, you know, in my state, we had Harry Reid and I swear to Bob, I would smack that MF or so bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, but the, you know, I, I'm being a fiscal conservative every year, this time of year for, I think the last three years, Rand Paul releases his Festivus report. Have you seen that? <laughs> yeah. So I like the, Rand Paul. Um, I do too. I that, do too. He he can take a punch. I, yeah. I appreciate that out of that man. But um, you know his his totals fifty two and a half trillion or billion dollars in waste. I think that's billion. Hold on. Yeah, billion dollars in wasted money in this year's report. And um, you know when you're talking about fifty fifty two and a half billion dollars in waste, I mean there's you know time off for maternity leave paternity leave oh, yeah. there's funding for social security there's there's funding for you know welfare or food stamps or whatever you want i mean i i, I literally have no problem with with um having things like food stamps or tanf for section 8 housing or whatever i just appreciate it being used responsibly and so when we're telling you know, the, the United States constituents that, Hey, vote for me and we're going to get rid of waste. Well, quite frankly, a lot of that waste happened under Trump too. So very much it's, so. it's not just 
one administration. No, it's the whole institution's busted. And, and that's the thing. These budgets, they have to be ratified by Congress. I mean, the president proposes and Congress disposes. And it's like, people don't understand. That's one of the things that really burns my ass about the American political system these days. Not, not that I was trying to, you know, derail this whole conversation into a political terror, but this is me and it's probably going to happen. <laughs> Welcome to the, I had to say it podcast. Yeah, just, 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 just relax, baby. It's going to happen. <laughs> I'm, and, uh, I'm going in. Dry. <laughs> it's kind of what yeah. it's like to vote. <laughs> well, pretty much. I mean, I mean, it, it's like you're getting fucked by by a system that ha- is hung like a tuna can, you know? It's a quarter inch long, so it doesn't even hit your prostate. So you're not getting any benefits out of this, but it's going to oh. blow your O-ring out. That's it. And, you know, it, it is what it is. And, you know, we have people that have made a career out of going, no, I'm really good at my job. The country is in debt. We can't get anything accomplished, and we've never kept a single promise to the American people, but I'm here for you. Yeah. Well, no, you self-serving parasitic blood-sucking fuck, and and I don't just mean Pelosi on that one. I mean, I, honestly, <laughs> I, I I don't know how that shambling troll is still moving, much less anything yeah. else. I mean, I have a theory. I believe that she's uh she's Michael Jackson. I think they switch bodies at one point. Hmm. Yeah. Not the most outlandish thing I've ever heard. No, no, and actually, it, there's a couple pictures that you can put side by side that you're like, well. That yeah. might be true. Can she moonwalk? Yeah. I, I don't know. She can't normal walk half the time. Yeah, well, that's so, right. Reminds me of the old Cheech and Chong movie where they're standing in front of the judge and he goes to get him, takes her drink of water, goes, it's vodka, man. <laughs> yeah. I, every, every time I see that, I'm just like, that could be the speaker's podium right now. Yeah. That's that's our political system, man. It's It's crazy. Yeah. You know, and, and I don't. I don't want to I don't want to derail the podcast on a whole bunch of political stuff here, but I I appreciate your opinions on a lot of these things. And I just really think that bottom line solution here, I don't care who's listening. I I suggest that you vote for, for what you're passionate about. But understand that if we cannot afford whatever you're passionate about, that the affordability of it takes precedence over your want. And that's. Like I, you know, Aaron, you talked about getting a PS5 and a television and all that sort of stuff, but I'll guarantee you if you couldn't afford it. Oh, yeah, no, I I wouldn't be there. (laughs) So at the end of the day, like if we want the Green New Deal, which supposedly we want from voters, if we want these socialized medicine and, and, and whatever else, like I'm I'm willing to have the conversation. I'm not saying no, even though I might disagree with it, I but let's let's have a discussion on what the true cost is and talk about how we're going to be able to afford it if if we want to put everybody through college if we want to expunge student loan debt if we want to do a medical procedure on every single male to get him an extra inch in his penis i don't really care what it is but can we afford it because i'm telling you i could use an extra inch but I think, I, I think most of us could. <laughs> can we afford it? Is a, is is another question. I mean, I'm and, I, for that. I might be willing to give up a stealth bomber or two. I mean, those you know, fuckers, I, those fuckers I, I, ain't I cheap. <laughs> I mean, we 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 left some shit in Afghanistan that would have paid for, for for my extra inch. So let me let me tell uh, you. Yeah, I, mean, I I would love to see the price tag on that. And that's another thing. It's like, 
yeah, I'm fine with the fact that we got out of there, but the way they did it was so yeah. fucked. And then I saw the picture of all the service canines that they left in the airport that I guarantee uh-huh. every single one of those poor dogs died. And just, you know, a little tidbit about me is I like most dogs better than I like most people. And I agree. that really, like, I, I, I'm like, I'm like half a step behind John Wick when it comes to me and my animals. So, yeah. because I'm, honestly, it's not that I wouldn't kill somebody that shot my dog, but I'm just not that skilled where, and I'm, I'm a much bigger target. So, yeah. so that's, uh, that's kind of where I was going to go with this. Like, I'm not going to chase after you, but if I can, if I can draw and pull the trigger faster than you can get out of here, yeah, there's a good chance, good chance I'm going to do that. Shot. But if you're, if you're running off and like, there's no chance of me catching you. Uh, you got one on me. They're big dude. Yeah. Well, it's like we, we had a, just dealing with some of my slightly more billyish neighbors. We did have a guy who one time who said something like, if you don't shut that dog up, you might lose it. And I said, I swear to God, anything happens to my dog. I'm going to come over there and burn your fucking house down. Yep. And he, he looked at me and I looked at him and he looked at me and I smiled and I said, you have a good night now. I haven't heard another complaint out of him since. Well, there you go. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to go. When I was in high school, we had a weed grow on our, on our, uh, on our block. <laughs> and honestly, I just thought that we had a whole bunch of skunks. <laughs> I didn't really know what was going on. Um, I hadn't quite crossed the path of the Mary Jane yet. And um, yeah, so the, the way that they got caught was, was, well, it was partly due to the smell, but you know, you can't really, you know, necessarily intrude on somebody's home due to due to a scent yeah um that's really hard they got them the way that they got them was they were actually uh they had dug down and um dug into the power line that was coming on the property to run the the grow in the garage and then the electrical company called the police (laughs) and the police then took over their grow yeah so that'll happen i've seen some shit in my life I actually, I knew a guy uh, several years back here. We had a whole section of one of the towns a little closer to Chicago. They had some huge plumbing issues and we had this massive flood come through. And I knew this guy who his house got destroyed, right? Like the entire basement, like the water was up to the the first floor. And uh, this was not a super close friend of mine, but like an acquaintance. And so he got busted and this was, you know, before Illinois legalized everything. So he got busted because when the insurance adjuster came in, he had a, like a, an, an entire grow room that was basically behind like a false wall. Oh. And it was because he had had the house remodeled and he, like he had a ventilation system that was piped into the, like, through ductwork and conduit into the chimney for his house. So yeah. when there was when there was like a heat bloom, if somebody was to fly over in a chopper, it would it would show the heat coming out of his chimney like the, just like the furnace was running. <laughs> and and he had all these like super high efficiency grow lights that were running on a fucking generator that was also plumbed to the wow. fucking to so all the generator fumes were also going out like through the heat work through the ductwork and and it was like completely off the grid and it was this like massive grow thing. And it was like, and the insurance adjuster came in and was doing the claim and saw the, like the door was fucked up from the flooding and went behind that area to check in that part of the basement and was like, 
Yeah. Yeah. Great googly boogly. <laughs> and yeah. uh like all the plants had been ruined and my and the guy cleared them out, but all, still all the grow lights and all that stuff was mounted and it was very obviously this massive grow setup. <laughs> so he he got he got dimed out uh by the insurance adjuster. <laughs> You know, it's funny because you mentioned that, so Illinois is uh, a legal state now. Is it for, for medicinal or medicinal for, and uh, recreational? Okay. So Nevada's both as well. So we do, we do uh, medicinal and recreational and California does both. But what's really funny is, is that there's still pot grows like illegal pot. Oh, grows. Yeah. And it's crazy. I mean, they've got, there was actually a pot grow about an hour South of me. I want to say. And I don't. They they picked it up on uh, on Google Earth after Google Earth did their did their thing, and they had I think sixty buildings, and it was fully staffed. I mean, they had hundreds Jesus. of workers, and it was completely illegal. And it was I I think it was one of the cartels. I don't know. Um, but you know, I think all of that kind of stuff, kind of you know, I. It's funny because we make things legal, and there's still an illegal part of it 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 just baffles me a little bit but i actually understand that one though (laughs) uh it's almost entirely to do with the taxation levels yeah there is they can the street value for pot in illinois has actually gone up since the legalization because of how ridiculous the prices are to go to one of the dispensaries and make a purchase right like i i like I stopped smoking years and years and years ago, like because I had a good job that did random drug tests. And uh, after that, I just kept rolling with of the whole like, well, you know, I don't need to start again. And then I had a kid and I was like, well, it's illegal and I don't want to set a bad precedent for my kid. And I, I don't, you know, I have being in the service industry as long as I have, I have a lot of pothead friends <laughs> and um, it just kind of goes with the territory. And I, I don't judge. I don't really care. And uh, But I've also had a few things kind of come back to bite me in the ass over the, the last couple of years since they legalized it. One of which being, it's a you have to be 21 to make a purchase legally in Illinois. Yep. And um, the year it became legalized, several of my son and several of his friends, also that's also the year like right around where they all started turning 21. Um like my son turned 21 a couple months before that new year's Eve. And like one of his buddies was birthdays in December. These are the same kids. Like when they were teenagers, I used to make smart ass comments based on like, you know, this might make sense if I was stoned, but as it sits, I don't understand where the hell you guys are coming from. And like, there was uh, this cartoon uncle grandpa. And I said to my kid and his friends, they were watching one day. I I said, I swear to God, if weed's ever legal in Illinois, I'm going to get high as fuck and try and watch this and see if it makes any (laughs) sense. And, and that was, you know, it was just an offhand comment because I was just like, this is fucking stupid. Maybe if I was really stoned, it would be funny, but this is dumb. Right. And sure as hell, New Year's Day, the first day pot was legal in Illinois for recreational use. My kid's friend showed up at my house. (laughs) Like, come on, Pops, you said you were going to do it. And I'm like, dude, no, I still can't smoke, <laughs> but it's legal. I'm like, yes, but at my job, they still yeah. drug test because at the time I was working for an at an Exxon refinery, and that's a federal contract. They're subject to federal drug regulations, not state. Correct. So, no, I still could not smoke. 
And I told him so. And I was like, on top of that, you know, I'm like, so you waited at a dispensary this morning so you could legally buy weed? And he's like, yeah. So let me see your receipt. I want to know how much you spent. He's like, man, I bought like $500 worth of shit. And I looked at it and yeah, he spent like $500. Wow. He paid about $370 for the weed and like another $130 in taxes. I was wow. Like, I'm like, that is ridiculous. You're paying like $95 for like less than an eighth. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> oh, but it had a real cool Hulk symbol on it. I yeah. That would be great. Look at the containers. I'm <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I don't care. Yeah. I got vape yeah. cartridges. Good for you. I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm old school. If I do, and I still have $500. Yeah. <laughs> guess what I do with my $500? I got a yeah. PlayStation. <laughs> I got a PS5. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. We have, um, so here in Nevada, we've got legal weed. And of course, we have liquor stores 24 hours and casinos 24 hours. And I mean, it's it's not just Sin City. It's, it's Sin State, too, because just, you know, 15 miles away from, well, I wouldn't even say 15 miles, maybe six, seven miles from me. We've got brothels. Um, so, I mean, we, we as a state embrace all of that stuff. And what's really funny is I don't really, I don't really much care. Cause I don't, I don't participate in any of it. I, I don't gamble. I don't, I don't do anything. Um, I drink, but that's about it. Um, but here's, here's my thought process on this is that just because I don't, use it or or you know do anything with it like it still serves a purpose from a tax perspective here so uh, not the last election but the election beforehand there was a a trafficking group that was trying to get rid of the brothels and again i don't care i'm I'm not going to use it but if if the brothels there here's what i can tell you that their taxes pay for that pays for the county's sheriff's office uniforms it pays for the county's sheriff's office equipment it pays for part of the sheriff's office salary so so that's where their taxes go to it's a county service it's i mean i imagine they pay some state taxes but most of the taxes go go to local so when they're trying to get rid of the brothel i'm like okay fine get rid of the brothel but what are you replacing the tax source with because that's what people don't think of when they're trying to get rid of this stuff. So this particular industry is taxed about a half a million dollars for a very rural county um, per year. So you want to get rid of a brothel, fine. You're going to put in what? What are you going to put in that's going to pay half a million dollars in taxes? So I kind of think that people need to have somewhat of a plan before they want to uproot something. Cause I, I, at the end of the day, I really don't care about the brothels. I'm not, I'm not a brothel participant. Um, but if, you know, somebody does it, I don't really care either. So, but, but from a tax perspective, don't pluck the tax revenue out and then say, well, we did justice. Oh, okay. That's fine. Happy you did justice. But now where are all of these things going to, because what's going to happen is, is the county's going to say, well, we now need to, um, readjust our tax plan and we need to offset $500,000. So guess what? Guess what's happening to your property tax bill? Exactly. Because that's the only, uh, that's the only commodity that you can really tax at that level is property taxes. 
So yep. And I, I love the people that are like, well, you know, I don't have, I don't own anything, so I don't care about the property tax. Yeah, guess what? You know, you, you think your landlord's going to come out of pocket for that? Uh-huh. No, your rent's going up, dumb shit. Uh-huh. Yeah. And and it's kind of funny, you know. You bring up the brothels. I I haven't been to Nevada in God <laughs> like twenty years, and I've never actually been to a brothel. But I I am so like, you know what? I I'm fine with that particular vice being legalized and regulated. I th- I think brothel workers deserve a union because they're doing a service in my my opinion because there's a lot of people out there that you know they're going to have to go somewhere and maybe this way they're not out forcing themselves on somebody they're not out there roofing somebody and if it was normalized and regulated that the workers could have health cares and regular. Oh wait, they do have health care and regular screenings mm-hmm. and licensing and mm-hmm. regulation and background yep. checks. <laughs> and yep. so I, like I said, I actually, yeah, that's, you know, in a lot of ways it's a win. And if we weren't so like uptight and fundamentalist in our mindset, it's like, it's going to happen anyway. It can be safe and controlled and taxed and, beneficial or it can be a black market that benefits no one other than like crime syndicates well and when you're sitting here thinking about prostitution i mean you're, you're talking about you know child sex rings and you're talking about um trafficking and you're i mean there, there's a lot that goes into it uh, now i don't i don't know what they charge i imagine it's a pretty penny um but so so it may be unaffordable for some people who would substitute that with you know some illegal thing that they're going to do but if you look at you know like new york city or you look at chicago or you look at you know miami or whatever where you have um, prostitution rings i mean dennis hoff um i've met dennis hoff dennis hoff and i used to do quite a bit of financial business together um so it was it you know understanding what he did um, I, I also knew where my limitations were with it, uh, not, not to say he's a bad person or anything like that. Um, because he, he did donate quite a bit to a lot of local charities. He did, um, do quite a bit, uh, in the business world that wasn't prostitution. So, um, you know, we, we had those business relationships. However, what I do know is that there was a foundation in the brothels where, um, the women were treated as business owners. If they didn't want to be with somebody, they wouldn't be with somebody. Nothing was forced upon them. Um, they weren't, um, they weren't trafficked. You know, they, they there was no pimp situation. You yeah, know what I mean? It was just and a transaction. Where, yeah. And that's where I, I'm for that being legal, um, per se, you know, based on the voters, if the voters don't want it, then fine. If the voters yeah. want it, then fine. Um, and then go for it, you know, legalize it. Like you said, have the medical checks, have the licensing, have all of that sort of stuff. I'm fine with all of that, but it's so much better than trying to meet some pimp to coordinate some transaction on an abused woman who's been trafficked that you're going to take advantage of and further propagate. You you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The the horrendous side effects of something being a black market commodity commodity <laughs> right right so yeah i don't know like i said fiscal conservative social moderate to social liberal i'm i'm, I'm fine with all of that can we afford it that's all i care about yeah well that's my other ultra radical thing i've 
when I, when I was younger, I used to say, you know what? I can fix this fucking country. I, I would be fantastic. I would make a great president. It would be the shortest fucking presidency in the history of this country because I would probably get shot within the first 90 days. But I have a list. And the only problem is that I, I actually understand how the office of the presidency works. So I know this list would not be able to be enacted without approaching it as a tyrannical approach and it would require military backing or, you know, some sort of like, no, this is how things work now because you guys have fucked things up this badly. And it's, it's a real simple, like three point policy, age limits, term limits, the balance budget isn't balanced. You don't get paid. Yep. Three, three things. That's it. The system would self-correct at that point. Well, and if, yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you there. So again, I've, I've stated my, my political preferences on here, but my, my grandfather, before he passed, he was a, he was a strong, uh, strong believing Democrat. And he and I, uh, I thought didn't see eye to eye politically. Um, and before he died, I took him out and we had, um, we had Buffalo wings and, uh, I don't remember if we went to Buffalo wild wings, but we had Buffalo wings and, and beer. It was the first time I ever like sat, sat him down and had a conversation, um, you know, an in-depth one. And so, so my grandfather actually helped Harry Reid to get into office. So hmm. that's, uh, so that's something there. He was a newspaper editor out of Las Vegas for the Las Vegas sun. He, um, he was very, uh, instrumental with Nevada welfare and Nevada, uh, health and human services. Um, so, so very much, uh, in favor for, for, for bureaucracies. Um, so I didn't think that he and I would see eye to eye, but I will tell you, after having that conversation with him, we were both fiscal conservatives. We were both for term limits. We were both for um, for the the cut the fat type of spending. For now, he would he would see things like everybody should have health insurance. I do think that everybody should have health insurance, but I think that there's private market for that he thought that there would be a government market for that. So we had nuances that were different, but at the end of the day, he and I were more common than we were different. And I found that to be a good lesson for me, especially when dealing with people of, of um, different political backgrounds or different political preferences than I have, just because it was, it, it's one of those things where we have a conversation about it and then we find our differences, but we find more commonalities I kind of feel like that's where what we're missing as a country right now. I completely agree with that. That is, you know, that's one of those things. If we could actually just sit down and have civil conversations without it turning into pissing matches and I'm right yeah. and you're wrong. And, you know, without the name calling and the you're a Nazi, you're a, you're a, you know, this, you're a that, you're a whatever. Uh, I, my favorite one is I, I was recently told I'm a very fascist individual. And I said, how so? I am literally the polar opposite of fascist because I don't believe anybody should be telling anybody what to do. Yeah. <laughs> like you're the one that's telling me the government has the right to enforce your beliefs on me. That makes you the fascist. Yeah. And it's like, and, and conservatives are, are equally as guilty as. as oh yeah. No, it's, 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 it's you know, across you, you the look board. At, you look at Tommy Laren, who a couple years ago came out. She, I don't think that she ever said that she's, pro-abortion like i don't think that she ever said that she's absolutely going to have an abortion as a as a method of of um birth control i think that she said 
and 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 I, I might have to go back and look at it just so that way I can fact check myself. But I believe that she said that she's a libertarian in this in this topic, and therefore because it's already legal, she doesn't want to remove it. Is it, more or less the context of what she said. Okay. But then Glenn Beck came out because she worked for Glenn Beck and ultimately fired her for saying as such. And so you know there are there this cancel culture works both ways. And oh, this, this political correctness works both ways. And I think George Carlin should have been president. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think uh, Sam Kennison should have been president. I, I yeah, think that, I that there's a lot that. that could have been done with those two, uh, hopefully in the same administration. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, you know, I, I don't know, man. I think, I don't think the world's going to end. I just think that the world is stupid. I can completely concur with that. <laughs> there is a lot more stupid than there should be out there. And I agree. It's our fault, really. I mean, I, I've said it before, and I always say it kind of half-jokingly. Let's just take the warning labels off everything and let nature run its course. I'm fine with that. I mean, do you really have to be told that your new sneakers didn't come with a free package of candy in them? <laughs> You mean that packet in the jerky? Yeah, the, the, yeah, little, the, the, the forbidden one. jerky. Do <laughs> yeah. not eat. Yeah, I, I think more people should eat that, to be yeah. honest with you. Well, I mean, I can, I can see putting do not eat on it in, when it's in the jerky, just because, yes, that is technically a food product. Someone, right. a younger individual or someone of a less refined intellect could conceivably go, well, it was in my food. It must be food. Now, on the other hand, like I said, you don't get a new pair of Jordans and went, sweet, they gave me bonus candy. You know, (laughs) I I wonder if it tastes like fresh breath. This tastes like burning. And that's the other thing. If you, I mean, not my proudest fact, but I can actually tell you what desiccant tastes like. It's not a good thing. I did it. I, I got a little bit in my mouth completely by accident one time because it happened to be on my hand and I licked my thumb to turn a page. I'm really happy that I know the topic that you're talking about in that context. Yeah. Because if that was Jake. Oh, no, if that was Jake, I. If that was Jake, that would totally be semen. Yeah. That's that's where that's at. No, no, no. The do not eat silica gel. Thank you. Yes. No. (laughs) I had, like I said, I happened to have some on my hand. I went and flipped a page and I was like. Yeah. I mean, I I look like a dog with peanut butter on its mouth because like my tongue started burning and it was fucking horrible. So realistically, if you can get a whole packet of that stuff down, maybe, maybe you should be, you know, unalived. I'm just, I'm I'm just, just a little bit. And, you know, hopefully you didn't reproduce before you ate your shoe candy. You don't have to push the daisy all the way up. It just has to bloom. Yeah. Just, just a little. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) uh, yeah. Well, okay, we've crossed into eugenics. Now things might be getting dark. <laughs> uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like, like I said, all things being equal, there's way too many dumb fuckers in this world. Yeah. That's, if I could say anything to the world and actually have them listen, and who knows, this, this coming year, this might be my year. This might be the year where Aaron catches fire. Hopefully. Um, <laughs> um what is red and has seven dents in it? <laughs> I know this one. <laughs> Snow White's cherry. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, yeah, that takes me back (laughs) again, you know, 20 odd years ago before I met my wife, I used to bartend and I had this guy that came in and he would do the same shtick every, every night when he came into the bar, he would bet me, I couldn't guess the punchline to his jokes. And I got, I must, I worked there for like three and a half years. So probably let's say 700 odd jokes that this guy told me before I was just like, you know what? Give me that five bucks. You son of a bitch. And I, I started getting them right. But like, I, cause he never told the same joke twice. This guy was a bottomless well of just horrible jokes for the most part. I mean, some of them were real, really pretty fucking funny, but so it's like, I don't, oddly enough, I can't, I can tell a story pretty well. I can't really tell jokes cause I don't remember them. But I I have a head full of fucking punchlines, and when I hear them, they click. (laughs) I know jokes, but yeah, I don't want to get canceled. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, so the ironic thing is, I could probably answer every single one of them too. You probably could. (laughs) You probably could. One day, one one day when we meet up in person, we'll have a brew and oh yeah, um, that's without a doubt. I uh, yeah. (laughs) I feel you. I feel you. Well. I think uh, I think we have an opportunity. Hopefully, yes. we don't pass it up. Nope, it's our um, year. We're we're, we're going to kick this year right in the nuts. Oh yeah, that's. Um, so, anything you would like to add? We could probably wrap this up and get to. Yeah, I'll just shout out uh, our Bleach Bros podcast again. Make sure to check us out on all the socials at Bleach Bros Pod. Uh, check us check out our link tree link tree slash Bleach Bros Podcast. We do have some merch on there. Um, our, we, we have a mascot. His name is Sal the Salty Hippo. Um, we do have some cool merch with, with Sal on there. Definitely give it a like give, or, or you know, go ahead and buy some. Uh, review us on whatever podcast channel you're listening to us on and uh, follow us on all the socials and we'll go from there. All right. Excellent. Well, thank you for your time, sir. It's been fun shooting the shit and uh, I guess for Definitely now. It's been a pleasure. Well, thank you for coming and that's what we had to say. Thanks for listening to another episode of I Had to Say It. If you liked what you heard, leave a review, give us a follow, give me some feedback. And if you didn't like what you heard, leave a review, give me a follow, give me some feedback. I'll try and fix it. Check us out on all the social media platforms at I Had to Say It podcast is the trigger for all that stuff for the search term. And if you want, check out the website, www.ihadtosayitpodcast.com. There's links to people that have been involved with the program things i've talked about there are some links available for some merch that we're working on and there are ways to contact us there as well and thanks for listening and i look forward to talking to you again soon